Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Guess what? It's almost over. Oh, God, it's almost over. All right, another day in a few hours. It is a very important election if we uh, want to be honest with each other, and I think we should. It really is a thoroughly, thoroughly vital election that uh, you and I are in the middle of. Well, not in the middle. We're at the end of Right? Early voting is over. You can't do anything today except sit at home and think to yourself, well, better get to the polls tomorrow. And if you didn't do the early voting, and I understand that. I really do. If you are of a certain age, I'm going to say 40 years old and above. 40 years old and above, your entire life, you have been told election day is such and such a day. You go to the polls, you support your candidates, you might run into them there at the uh, the polling places. But that's the day you get your stuff done. Younger than that, there have been options, right? I mean, it's always been about election day, but there have been these other options depending on where you live. Well, we've got this thing you can vote, quote, absentee, even though you're not absentee. Uh, you can ask for a ballot. And, and, and this was all sort of in the... Uh, in the uh, run-up to the COVID hysteria. And after COVID theater, well, forget about it, man. It was, it was just off to the races. And make no mistake, the Democrats seized on that. And they were victorious in seizing on that. All right. So here's what you can do. You can gripe and moan and complain. Or you can say, man, I don't like the rules to this game, but I'd like to win the game. I would like to hold the House and flip the Senate. I really would like to stand with Governor Glenn Youngkin and make Virginia the best place to live, work, and raise a family. I would like to see hope be victorious over fear. If you didn't vote early, go out and vote tomorrow. There are a couple of races that, in all candor, don't get a lot of attention. And they should. The races for Commonwealth attorney are vitally important that's going to help you determine whether your county is safe or not Henrico County has had for the last eight years a far left wing pro-criminal anti-cop pseudo prosecutor who by the way is absolutely delightful when you chat with her she really is I mean she's a very nice person to chat with But she's a terrible Commonwealth's attorney. That's all. And if you live in Henrico and you're concerned about the skyrocketing crime rates, well, I got news for you. You need to take a look at your Commonwealth's attorney and say, why is it that Henrico County police officers who work day in and day out with the CA's office, why is it that Henrico County police officers have said, yeah, you got to get rid of her? Goochland County, similar situation. You got a terrible Commonwealth's attorney out there. Terrible. And it was all chalked up to personality. That's what he said. The incumbent Commonwealth's attorney out in Goochland said, well, you know, I, I, I just don't get along with the sheriff. That's all. All right. Well, I mean, that happens. Let's not kid ourselves. There are situations where you are working closely with someone or supposed to be working closely with someone and you realize god i hate that person 
It happens. Happens to the best of us. So when that was the the explanation for the poor performance of the CA's office, that it was all this this personality dust up between the CA and and the sheriff at the time, I thought, well, all right, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, a little something happens. There's literally a new sheriff in town in Goochland. Well, guess what? Commonwealth's attorney doesn't like him either, doesn't get along with him. The clerk of the circuit court says Commonwealth's attorney is just a buffoon and doesn't do anything. He's the worst Commonwealth's attorney I've ever seen. Oh, he doesn't like her either. And then when you've got members of the Goochland County Sheriff's Office to a person saying in private, I run into these folks at uh, various events, social gatherings, have nothing to do with politics, have nothing to do with law enforcement. But they, they, they told me, man, this CA in Goochland is awful. So if you would like Goochland to be safer, you got to kick him to the curb. And finally, Chesterfield. Well, what can I say about Chesterfield? I don't live in Chesterfield, as you know. Four years ago on this very program, I said, even though I don't live in Chesterfield, it seems to me that the best option is. And four years later, I got to tell you, that was a terrible, terrible error. Terrible error. Chesterfield County Commonwealth's Attorney's Office has become such a laughing stock because of the CA. Not well regarded, not respected by anyone. It's awful. I mean, it really is awful. The Blanchard matter was just one of the matter. You remember P- Pastor Blanchard, don't you? Got busted in a child sex operation, special victims unit over at the uh, Chesterfield County Police Department. And for some interesting unknown reason, the CA said, well, we're going to prosecute damn near everybody that got busted in that sting, except for him. And you remember what happened? Well, the chief of police said, oh, excuse me. We did our job. And he only said that after the CA threw Chesterfield County cops under the bus. Let me tell you something. The detectives down there that do these sorts of cases, do these sorts of operations, are regarded as some of the best, not just in Virginia, not just in America, but in the world. And so after she threw them under the bus, the chief of the police department in Chesterfield stood up and said, whoa, hang on a second here. That's not true. What you've said about my folks is not true. And then what did she do? Well, she decides to hold a a pseudo press conference. She is reprimanded by the Virginia State Bar for her conduct. Then there's a special prosecutor who has to look into this. I will remind you that in Chesterfield, the Chesterfield County Fraternal Order of Police, who which, rather, counts among its membership the current CA, who knows her better 
than the Chesterfield cops and the Chesterfield deputy sheriffs who comprise the Chesterfield Fraternal Order of Police, of which she's a member. What does the Chesterfield FOP say? Vote for her opponent. The longtime former CA in Chesterfield happens to share a last name with her. He's so appalled at what's gone on in the office he, he, he led for so many years. He steps up to say, number one, so we're all clear, I'm not related to her. And number two, I'm endorsing her opponent. Wow. So, you want Chesterfield County to be safer than it is? Once again, I would urge you, listen to the law enforcement professionals, listen to the cops, listen to the deputy sheriffs. Goochland, Henrico, and Chesterfield, each of those counties at the moment is burdened with a terrible CA. I don't live in any of those counties. I don't have a vote in any of those counties, and I'm very happy about that. Look, no offense to the folks who are in those areas. They're great areas, filled with great people. i got so many friends in each of those counties. But I worry about the safety in those counties because of the current sitting CAs in each of those counties, Chesterfield, Goochland, and Henrico. I've said it before, the toughest thing that I have to do for the Commonwealth's attorney situation up here in Hanover, somehow i got to learn how to spell Babichenko. That's that's my challenge. And you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, a couple of things that we're going to do this afternoon. And I'm going to remind you about one thing. Please don't let me forget this. Tomorrow, from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m., John Reed and I are going to be getting together. And you're thinking, well, so what, Jeff? So you're going to, what, you're going to have drinks and sandwiches? No, we're going to be on the air from 7 till 10 tomorrow. And we will be handling all of the special election night coverage. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm giving up parties to do this because I've been invited to all the good parties, which is great. But I'm giving all that up so that I can be here to help everyone understand what's happening in these elections tomorrow. Uh, Hopefully. We'll know the results relatively early. I say relatively early. You know how Fairfax is. Fairfax is always like, uh, how many votes do we need to help the Democrat? Just hang on a second. We're, we're, we're working here. We're working here. We're on a lunch break. Prince William seems to do that as well uh, a fair amount of times. And didn't we just hear something from down in Chesterfield that, there, you know, there could be delays. Oh, it could be delays. We're not sure why. All right. Whatever. Uh, But I will be here tomorrow from 7 until 10 p.m. along with John Reed. And we will uh, tell you what's going on in terms of the election results. We'll analyze them. Uh, We'll chat with a few folks to be sure. This afternoon, 335, John Lumpkins is going to be here. Now, John is one of the guys running for office. We invited his opponent who declined. Fair enough. 435, Carl Carlson is going to be here. He has no opponents, so they couldn't decline. Carl joins us every Monday afternoon as we talk about a uh, variety of financial and economic issues. 535, Erin Barr is going to be here, as I understand it. We've also invited her opponent. I have no idea uh, if they have responded as of yet, but as we do all the time, every time, as I've done for 30-plus years, I want to make it all about 
some degree of fairness. So they're they're invited. Make no mistake, I'm happy to have them. But uh, we, we've seen throughout, in one case, throughout the years, that uh, one particular person just doesn't bother responding to uh, invitations, which is okay. I, I mean, I'm cool with that. 315, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Jeff Gads, News Radio, WRBA. I, I missed one of the uh, the big, big matters on the ballot tomorrow. Well, I guess there are a couple, right? You've got the casino measure in the city of Richmond. How appalling uh, was that uh, nitwit uh, radio guy who uh, described Paul Goldman as what? A Jew. Well, all right, that, that's appropriate. Oh, but with the, the traits of Judas. Oh, what are you? How sick and twisted are you? Oh, and by the way, I don't know who the guy is because not some place I listen to and I, maybe that doesn't matter. But I, I read that and I thought, you also don't really know all that much about uh, the age of Jesus if you are singling out Judas as, quote, the Jew in that gang. I don't know how to break it to you. Uh, Jesus and all the guys he was hanging with, uh, they were all Jewish. Just so you know, all of these folks who went on to uh, to lead the, the 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 Jesus movement, if you will, although it was a later, uh, you know, what, the early seventies they had the Jesus movement, but but you know what I'm saying? It was all Jewish. The whole thing is Jewish. It's not until about the third century that uh, quote it becomes Christian and the church is established, goes off in this direction, goes off in that direction. I'm, I'm just telling you something you may or may not know, and this guy is just out there with such bat crap crazy garbage anyway so you've got the casino measure in the city of richmond look i think i've been very honest about this i'd like to see the city of richmond prosper i really would the problem of course is that you have a a, a grossly incompetent guy as mayor of the city of richmond who doesn't give a damn not a rat's behind about richmond and so he blocks everything doesn't do anything that's uh, that's good for Richmond. Having said all of that, I think you could probably, you should be able to get better sorts of uh, businesses than casinos, but take what you can get. Personally, I would probably vote yes for it. I know Reva Trammell's been pushing for it. I like Reva and it would create a lot of jobs. Uh, up here in Hanover County, we've got the whole school board situation. Please make no mistake about this. This is not about giving parents any rights. It's not about giving the community any input on the school board. This entire thing is driven by teachers unions and far left-wing activists. And they are PO'd at our school board right now because they happen to have ditched this, uh, quote, equity board. Remember that? If you're up here in Hanover, you do. They had 25 members. 20 of them were ultra-left-wingers. They accuse this school board of banning age-inappropriate books. Well, they pulled the books from the libraries. Good for them. And this school board has also stood up and said, you can't be a dude and participate in female sports or use the female locker rooms or restrooms. That's why the leftists want to do away with our school board up here in Hanover. Don't fall for it. That's all I got to tell you. If you are in Hanover, make no mistake. The, uh, the the whole idea of the, quote, elected school board is to allow 
teachers unions and other organizations like that far left wingers from out of state to influence our school policies. I wouldn't fall for it. All right, 325, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Three thirty-five, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Monday, and I am happy to report that after tomorrow, the elections will actually, honestly, be over. Which is a good thing, because if you're like most of us, you're you're kind of tired of all this stuff. Let's not kid ourselves. It's been a long, long slog, but we still got to get across the finish line. And there's still a lot of very, very important races. Obviously, folks are talking about the House of Delegates. They're talking about the state Senate. My friend Siobhan Donovan is uh, running for re-election. Uh, I think she's been an incredible member of the state Senate. And uh, it's a slightly redrawn district now. So those of us who were in her district in Hanover are no longer in her district. We're in another friend's district, my buddy John McGuire. Uh, John doesn't have any opposition, so that's that's pretty good for him. But Siobhan certainly has opposition. It's opposition, by the way, that if you look at it, listen to it, read it, watch it, you think, man, that, that's not true. So... Uh, Siobhan Donovan, uh, in my opinion, some, I, I would be happy to vote for uh, Siobhan if she were uh, running in my district again. All right. All of that being said, the Commonwealth attorneys races throughout central Virginia, generating a lot of heat, a lot of discussion. Obviously, Chesterfield County is, is one of the biggest. Uh, you have Henrico County and you've got Goochland. Now, Goochland, generally speaking, seems to be... You know, it's kind of quiet, which is, I think, what most people in Goochland like. But the current Commonwealth's attorney uh, has not, um, well, he hasn't apparently played nicely with anybody. The former sheriff, the current sheriff, the clerk of courts, they're all saying he's got to be defeated. I can't tell you how many members of the Goochland County Sheriff's Office have reached out to me uh, over the last couple of years, frankly, to say that uh, they just cannot believe what the current CA does. Uh, He is running in a contested race. Uh, We offered him the opportunity, asked him to come on this afternoon, and uh, they told Jeremy that he was unavailable. Fair enough. Uh, John Lumpkins is the uh, Republican running for Commonwealth attorney in Goochland, and uh, he is joining us. John, thank you for being here. Good afternoon, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's it's good to hear your voice again. I know you're uh, you're wrapping everything up, but let's face it: tomorrow there are going to be plenty of people in Goochland County who come out and vote. And we also have to be uh, brutally honest: many of them have never even thought about why or why not they should be voting for CA, right? Well, I, yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, most people don't uh, don't have a lot of contact with the courts and, and the Commonwealth Attorney. But people are paying attention. I've I've noticed it's shifting. When you when you, like like you've taken the common sense approach approach on what's happening out here in Goochland and and when the sheriff and the clerk come out so strong in in this race, uh, yeah, people, that's that's getting people to pay attention. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and yeah, but you're right. There're going to be people. That's why I'm looking forward to tomorrow. We're you know I, I I was racing around this afternoon. I'm glad glad to take some time and chat with you. But when we're done, we're going to continue getting getting ready for tomorrow and, and cover the, the polling stations. And I'm, I'm, this is, you know, uh, everybody in this community is ready for this to be over, but uh, 
and it will be soon enough, and I'll be glad when it's done as well. But tomorrow is a, a great day to meet people and uh, continue what we've been doing at the early voting location and door knocking. So one one big push, and, and the folks out here will decide, and, and we'll, Wednesday will be a good day. Well, fair enough. And, and talk a little bit about this. Uh, I, I have shared with people what, what I have heard from members of the Goochland County Sheriff's Office for the last couple of years, and... Uh, it was disturbing. I got to tell you, John, the one or two guys mentioned some of the stuff to me. And I thought, eh, you know, it's it's this happens between a prosecutor and 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 a cop of some sort. There's always that give and take. There's always uh, some pushback one way or the other. So I didn't really frankly, I didn't think much of it until it just bloomed and blossomed and every time i turned around there was a a deputy sheriff from goochland that i would run into or talk to and say man you would not believe what's going on yeah i mean i'm you know i'm I'm here because i'm here running because of that problem uh you know a text i got a text from my opponent uh, this morning and and part of it says i am committed without any reservation to continue to work with law enforcement to protect your family and keep our community safe. Well, I think it's a little bit too late. That's the first time I've seen that commitment. There was a message that went out yesterday that, you know, I would be a puppet for the sheriff. But if he had worked with law enforcement even a year ago, this, mm-hmm. this wouldn't, we wouldn't be here. But, but he's had six, six plus years. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's, I think it's just boiled over and, uh, I hear from those same deputies, um, and, and again, I, I've told you before, I'm, I'm on the board of supervisors, not, so I'm not in the courthouse side of things super closely, but but I am, uh, I'm not super close to that, but I, I'm close enough that, you know, the manifestations of this dysfunction is, you know, it's apparent to anybody that's paying attention. Well, this is the other thing. Uh, Amanda Adams was with us a couple of weeks ago. She's the uh, the clerk for the circuit court, as you know, and and she just laid out all of the problems that she, as the clerk of court, has had with the current CA. You know, uh, not knowing when things are scheduled, not not calling for jury trials. Uh, give us an idea. Uh, what what would be different if, in fact, at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock tomorrow, we learn that uh, you have, in fact, been elected Commonwealth's attorney for Goochland County? What would be different, John? Well, of course, I take office January 1st. So if you're if, if you're I, I think it's going to be an interesting time between now and then. But certainly when, when I get in there on January 1st, uh, we're going to sit down and, and I'm going to dig into and I've already started. I know some of the problems just from talking to people, and, and I'm already thinking of where I'm going to, you know, focus my efforts. But certainly, just cleaning things up. I mean, just just establish relationships. But there's paperwork that needs to be cleaned up. There's uh, but relationships is the beginning part. And and of course, cases are ongoing. There there are cases that are being investigated um, that the sheriff's office is working, and uh, and I'm you know going to have to staff an office. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, so I'm I'm going to be, you know, we'll we'll celebrate, um, you know, tomorrow night. Hopefully things will go well, and we'll celebrate tomorrow night. Uh, but the work's going to start shortly thereafter. And on January first, uh, the sheriff and and uh, the clerk and the clerks of the other courts too will will have a Commonwealth Attorney's Office that's that's going to work 
work with them and just uh, open lines of communication. And again, I'm, I'm on the board of supervisors. I'm, I'm already going to be uh, engaged with the, with the county administration. They, they operate a, a good part of the budget of the Commonwealth Attorney's Office. And I've referenced that before in, in, in interviews that, you know, I never saw the current uh, Commonwealth Attorney. You know, we knew he had his budget. I never heard anything about it. And that that's another little item that's going to change. And really, it just it's it's just going to be you know communication and, and working together. And that doesn't mean there's going to be agreement. Right. And in fact, we know you know the whole system is kind of designed that you're going to disagree with the sheriff, the Commonwealth Attorney, and the sheriff. It's natural. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'm committed, and I know the sheriff is, and and all the deputies that I've talked to, they're 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 looking forward to having somebody that's going to work with them and 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 support them. And that doesn't mean agree with them all the time yeah not 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 in the least absolutely well john listen uh there are still folks in goochland county who have not gone out to vote they're they're probably looking at uh information websites sample ballots all that good stuff for folks that would like to learn more about you john lumpkins remember the board of soups but you are running for commonwealth's attorney you're facing off against the incumbent commonwealth's attorney uh what's the best website or online thing they can look at to learn a little bit more about you and who knows maybe sway their vote to you tomorrow yeah thank you yeah vote, vote john lumpkins.com is the website i do have a facebook page uh john, john lumpkins for commonwealth's attorney okay um yeah those are those are the great places but also we'll have we're going to have a lot of people at the polls tomorrow uh that that will be able to answer questions and I'll be trying to be present as much as I can. So, so um, in my heck, I'll say it, my cell number is on the, on the County website. If somebody has a question, uh, please, please give me a call and, and I'll, I'll answer any questions. That's what we've been doing here fair the enough. last few weeks. Okay. Well, fair thank enough. You, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. I wish you the best of luck. That is John Lumpkins. Uh, John is the Republican candidate for Commonwealth's attorney out in Goochland County. And uh, happy to have him here. What do you say? VoteJohnLumpkins.com is his website. VoteJohnLumpkins.com. We reached out to his opponent, and uh, we were told that he is unavailable today. Fair enough. I want everybody to have an opportunity. Please, let's be very clear on this. Very, very clear on this. And races that you ordinarily would not have paid attention to are vitally important. We, we've talked about Commonwealth's attorney in Goochland. We've talked about Commonwealth's attorney in Henrico. And we've talked about Commonwealth's attorney down in Chesterfield. And there are passionate people, I know, on all sides of the issues, right? And not not uh, the least of which are some of the, uh, the political consultants who make money by having candidates uh, say, oh, manage my campaign, manage my campaign. Okay, well, fair enough. Go and manage the campaign. Here's what I can tell you through the years. Sometimes you have people who are just not up to the job. That's just the way it is. This is very much uh, a job interview process, these campaigns. And you look at different candidates and, well, all right, yeah, you know what? I think you're the person. You're, you're the guy. You're the gal. Okay, I'm going to vote for you. And then a couple of years later, you may say, boy, did we make a, a mistake on that one? That was, a, that was an error in hiring. In that case, we shouldn't have hired her for, I don't know, the uh, uh, state delegate or him for Commonwealth's attorney or, or that person over there. for the, Okay. So you, every four years, you've got the opportunity to have a job review. 
performance evaluation, and then you decide, are you or are you not going to rehire them for another term? Governor Glenn Youngkin yesterday, I was at the event over Henrico, and it was great, man. It was a great, great turnout. I was I was thrilled. I saw my buddy Tom Leonard from Tom Leonard's Farmer's Market, and you know I love Tom and Karen, and Tom said, man, why don't you and Heidi just come over this afternoon? I thought, oh, we can't quite do that with Julia, man. For us to go anywhere is like this whole, we got a lot of work to do, you know, to do something. I said, ah, you know, I'd, I'd love to, Tom. I, I I can't. We got this and that. All right, all right. No worries, no worries. But it was great to see Tom there. Tom's on the, uh, I think the, I'm going to mess up the title, but I think it's the Small Business Council. He's uh, bringing in all sorts of products from all over the Commonwealth, which is Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, David Botkins, great guy. Uh, love David. David actually caught the governor's basketball. And I, and I, I said to him, I said, Dave, have you ever even handled a basketball? And he looked at me and went, uh, no, never. Never! He said, I'll probably put it up for auction. I said, all right, you got your first bid. My, my opening bid is 100 bucks for that basketball. But it was great to see real, passionate conservatives. Riley Shia was there. David Owen was there. Ryan McDougal was there, Buddy Fowler, all great folks. Siobhan Donovan, Winsome Sears, delivered, as always, a barn burner of a speech. He's amazing. And Governor Yunkin, and this is how this all comes full circle, because Governor Yunkin said, thank you for hiring us. Because that's what the election was two years ago, 22 months ago, right? Said you hired us to do a job, and we're doing the job. And now, I'm telling you, we need some more people on the team. So this is your opportunity. I can only vote in Hanover. I know who I'm voting for. And I know how I'm voting. I'm voting against the elected school board because, frankly, I don't want teachers' unions uh, funding candidates. I know I'm voting for Jeff Stoneman to be my uh, member of the Board of Supervisors. I know I'm voting for Buddy Fowler to continue as my state delegate. I know I'm voting for John McGuire to be my new state senator. I know I'm voting for Dave Hines to continue as my sheriff, and I'm going to vote for uh, Mackenzie Babichenko to become Commonwealth's attorney. That's how I'm voting. I'm just telling you flat out. You want to vote some other way? You vote some other way. I don't care. And if you're in, in the city or you're in Henrico or Goochland or Chesterfield and you're thinking, no, I, I, I don't know, I, it's, it's interesting how you would vote, Jeff, but I'm not voting that way, then you do what you got to do. That's all. And just remember always, elections have consequences. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is Monday afternoon, and I'm sorry, even calling it Tuesday Eve just doesn't make it any better. However, Tomorrow is election day, and it'll be all over but for the shouting, right? And there might very well be a lot of shouting. Shouting should be heard tomorrow evening between 7 and 10 p.m. as uh, John Reed and I gather together, and we will uh, let you know what's happened in terms of the election results and also uh, offer our opinions on how it goes. Both the House of Delegates and the State Senate are up for grabs. Was at a great event yesterday with Governor Yunkin. And it's, look, I happen to really, really like Glenn Yunkin. You know that. I really do. And I, and I, uh, I would love to see him as president of the United States someday. I think he'd be a great president. And I do wonder what happens tomorrow. If we hold the House and flip the Senate, 
is the Presidential Exploratory Committee announced at the same time as the election results? I don't know. But uh, he was great yesterday. And, and I, I find in him someone who is, look, far smarter than I am, much more talented than I am, greater abilities and damn near everything, who doesn't have to do what he's doing, doesn't have to be governor, doesn't have to be devoting the, the energy, the time, and frankly, his own personal money to some of this stuff. Why? Because he's got a half a billion dollars. He's half a billionaire, which is plenty. He could be out doing any doggone thing he wanted to every single day of the week. If he decided, you know what? I've always wanted to be a jet boat rider or whatever. I'm going to do that. Instead, he said, okay, I'm going to roll up my sleeve and go to work for Jeff's beloved Commonwealth. And that's what he's done. So I'm hoping against hope that we will provide him with a team in the House and the Senate to let him move forward. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. Make no mistake, we got a lot coming our way with my friend John Reed, who always does a great job right there in the morning, 6 a.m. Be listening. I'll be there. It's 357. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Monday. It is the day before Election Day, which, let's not kid ourselves, in many ways doesn't mean anything anymore. So many people turning out to vote early. And I don't know if you voted early or not. I have no idea. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. You only get one vote. Only get one vote. I'm hoping against hope that Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, who was with us the other day, actually mailed her ballot back. Remember she was telling us? She got her ballot, what, back in September for this election. And she marked it. And she's been traveling around the Commonwealth showing it to people. But I want her to mail it because I'm pretty sure she's going to be voting the right way, which uh, is going to be very important. Uh, this This is a big big election for you for me for our beloved commonwealth and which way this state goes really honestly depends on how this election goes i love virginia i mean i say that i don't make any apologies for that i really do i love virginia and i love where i am in hanover county I base that on the fact that I've lived and worked all over the country and traveled all over the world. But, man, there's like no place that beats Hanover. I love my house. I love my neighborhood. I love my neighbors. I love this community. I worry about the state. I look at some of the craziness in, in northern Virginia. I think, oh, my God, that's... I came to Virginia to escape that sort of craziness. You know, that's the San Francisco nonsense. That's the Boston garbage. So I do hope that we go in the right direction. Governor Yunkin was on with, uh, what's his face, uh, Georgie Snuffleupagus the other day. And I, honest to God, what is, is that, is that meet the press or is that ask the dude or 
Clinton on. I, I don't even know what the name of these shows. I, and you know what? It doesn't matter. They're all the same. Seriously, every one of those Sunday morning shows is exactly the same. It's it's a left wing legacy news media hack asking. Well, asking questions, real questions, difficult questions, uh, uh, convoluted trick questions to Republicans, and then really, really cutting-edge, hard journalistic questions to Democrats like, so seriously, you like ice cream too? Aww. What's your favorite flavor? Aww. Well, that, that is great. So uh, Glenn Youngkin was there with Snuffleupagus. Take a listen to cut number one. Governor Youngkin, thank you for joining us uh, this morning. That 15-week that ban is uh, front and center in the campaign right now. Uh, are you worried that it's going to cost you the, le- the, the legislature? Well, George, good morning. And uh, there, are, there are huge elections in Virginia that on Tuesday, three short days away. And I appreciate you covering them because I think they're the most important elections in America because these issues that are so important to Virginians are also the ones that are going to be so important to Americans next year. And on the topic of abortion, this is a tough topic. It's one of the most divisive topics uh, across Virginia and America today. And, and I'll just remind you that just four years ago in Virginia, there were, one, there were one vote away from the Democrats passing a bill that would extend abortion rights all the way up through and including birth paid for by taxpayer money. I really feel that this is a moment for us to come together around reasonable limits where we can protect life at 15 weeks where a baby feels pain with full exceptions in the case of rape and incest and when the mother's life is at risk. And I think this is a place that Virginians can come together. All the way up through birth is way too extreme. This is a place we can come together and settle on a very difficult topic. And I think we can lead here as opposed to fight. Well, yeah, but current Virginia law says you can, it has 26 weeks, has abortion access up to 26 weeks. Why not just leave that law in place? What I'm hearing from Virginians and nearly 70% have responded that they would support a bill to protect life at 15 weeks with full exceptions uh, where a baby can feel pain. And I think this is a reasonable place for us to land. Hmm. Wow. Reasonable. I tell you what, Glenn Youngkin's good. Glenn Youngkin is good. And I mean that in every sense. Uh, a good man, yes. Good governor, yes. And uh, he's just good. When you put him up against a guy like Snuffleupagus, he's got no problems with that. Glenn Youngkin knows what he believes, why he believes it. And he's not nasty about any of this. That's the most interesting part, I think, about Glenn Young. I have no idea what he's like behind closed doors. When he was the uh, the big boss at the uh, uh, whatever that firm was up in uh, Northern Virginia. I don't know. He might have been a real, you know, pain in the rear end. But But I've never heard anybody say that. Behind closed doors, is he yelling at staffers and throwing things at him? I've never heard anything except how much the people who work for him and work with him love him. Is he a determined, driven person? Well, hell yeah. You don't get to be where he's been or where he is now or where he might go uh, without being determined and driven. But I believe to my core that he is a thoroughly honest and sincere individual. Last week at uh, Politics and Pints, which was presented by uh, Chronic Care of Richmond, it was down at the uh, Beacon Theater in Hopewell, 
Howard Gutman was, was, was doing his best to take some cheap shots at Glenn Youngkin. And, look, I like Howard on many levels. I really do. He's, he's nuts, but I like him. I got a lot of nutty friends now that I think about it. But he was taking some really cheap shots at Glenn Youngkin, and they were all wrong. Well, Glenn Youngkin just paid $30 million to a consultant to uh, create a character. And I said, no. Did he pay money to exalt? Sure. Was it $30 million, $50 million? I have no idea. You know what? I'll even take Gutman, who is prone to extreme exaggeration on many things. I'll even take him at his word. Okay, sure, $30 million. Let's say he paid that. It's his money. He didn't reach into your pocket, Howard, and extract the $30 million. He, he, he didn't shake you upside down looking for... Uh, spare change, and then say, well, I'm taking that for my kid. He said, hey, this is my money. I'm going to spend it this way. Did did he work with people who said, well, Glenn, you should focus on this and this, accentuate this and this, diminish? Of course. It's what anybody and everybody does in a campaign. That's how you do a campaign. So the 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 attacks on Glenn Youngkin were simply unwarranted, and I and I, I just felt it, it imperative to call out Gutman last week at Politics and Pints, presented by Chronic Air of Richmond, and I did. I like Glenn Youngkin. I like him a lot, and I think he's a great governor. I love the fact that. He signed his first budget. Do you remember this? He signed his first budget in the produce section of Tom Leonard's Farmer's Market in Short Pump. I love that about him. Now, part of the reason I love it, of course, is that I spent a lot of time at Tom Leonard's Farmer's Market. I try and stay away from the produce section. I head right for the uh, the butcher shop. I want Steve cutting me one of those big, giant, dinosaur bone steak things. But that's where he signed it. Why? Because he was eliminating the state portion of the grocery tax. One of the most onerous taxes. That's a tax that it never hit just super wealthy, ultra rich people. It it hit every one of us who had to go and work for a living. So that was a huge victory for working Virginians. And he had to fight tooth and nail against the Democrats, who are allegedly the party of working people. That's outrageous. I love the fact that he appointed Tom to, uh, again, I think it's the Small Business Commission. I'll text Tom during the break and find out the exact name of the board. But it says to me, you know, he's paying attention. I look at the people he's appointed to uh, various commissions and boards. See, I get that list every Friday. Every Friday, well, the governor is appointed, blah, 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 you know, to the uh, commission on barbering and the, uh, the, the, the dental advisory council. All things I don't know anything about, so I just skip past them. But then I get to these things I do know a thing or two about, and I look for the, at those names. I think, wow, that's exactly the person I would have appointed. That's exactly the person that you would have appointed. That says a lot to me. So I like Governor Yunkin a lot. And I was inspired by Governor Yunkin yesterday. I'm, frankly, I'm inspired every time I hear the governor speak. And he's all about positivity. Hold the House and flip the Senate. We're talking about a couple of seats either way for either House. 
Just imagine for a second what could be accomplished if Glenn Youngkin actually had a full team to work with. Boy, make no mistake, Virginia really would be the best place to live, work, and raise a family. 415 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Four twenty-two. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Quick reminder about the text line: eight three three eight zero four eleven forty. Eight three three eight zero four eleven forty. Tomorrow evening, seven until ten. John Reed and I are going to be hanging out together, which will be fun in and of itself. It's, you know, it's the one thing about all of the uh, remote work, and John and I say it to each other every time we see each other. Man. I miss hanging out with you at the radio factory. Say the same thing to Gary Hess. Uh, Not enough that uh, anybody's going to change anything. And and there's nobody else on that list, right? (laughs) Really? Come on. You got got one person that you used to see on a regular basis going, yeah, I really wish I saw them again. And then you have a whole list. You're going, nah, I'm good. But uh, we will be together. And uh, we will be providing you with, uh, I would dare say, expert analysis as well as the results, the cold numbers coming in. And that's important. That's very, very important. We need to know what's going to happen. We, we need to understand why it happens. Uh, worst thing that could happen, the absolute worst thing that could happen, again, my opinion, is that somehow the Democrats control both houses. Well, in that case, forget about it. It's going to be two miserable years. Second worst thing that could happen? There's a split. There's a split. Either uh, the Republican state take the Senate but lose the House, or the Republicans keep the House and the Democrats keep the Senate, whatever it is. That's second worst. Best of all possible situations, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly what Governor Yunkin has said he would like to see happen. Hold the House, flip the Senate. Because it then provides Governor Yunkin the opportunity for two years to actually get stuff done. To allow you, to allow me to keep more of our own money. I don't know about you, I'm not selfish. I donate a lot to charity, I volunteer a lot, because I think it's important. I know it's important. I believe in it. I just don't need the government as the middleman. That's all. I, I'm I'm out there doing work that needs to be done. I'm I'm I, I, yesterday I had to write out checks. I do a lot of stuff online, obviously, but there's still some stuff I like to write out checks for. There's something about it that's weird. I still enjoy the experience a little bit, and I I just about always do charitable contributions that way. So yesterday, because it gives me a good feeling. I sat there yesterday, uh, one or two bills that had to be paid, and and it's by check, not online, and then. A whole stack of these uh, charitable things. And I was happy to say I wrote out checks to them. I like that. I just don't need or want the government coming and say, oh, well, we, we, we know who, sh- who you should support. No, no, I'm good. Thank you very much. There are a few things I like in that, that old-fashioned context. Writing out some of the checks. Deciding who it is that my money is going to. You know what else is sort of old-fashioned when they think about it? Uh, I, I do my writing here at the... Uh, the black shack with a with a fountain pen two fountain pens actually kind of weird right hey coming up at uh, 435 my buddy carl carlson's going to be along we're going to talk about getting ready for retirement yes indeed i know it's a dream for some 
but it's going to be a reality for some of us. 426, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Four thirty-five, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Monday, Election Eve. Nah, I don't even like the sound of that. Tomorrow night, though, between seven p.m. and ten p.m., uh, John Reed and I are going to be here. We will uh, be providing full election coverage, not just the results, which got to tell you, are very, very important, but. Uh, expert analysis on this. We've each been around the block a time or two, know a thing or two about all of this. Uh, There's a lot riding on the line for Governor Youngkin. Got to tell you that. He's all in on this, as we would say, you know, pot committed. If uh, If you're a poker player, all in. And if he can flip that Senate man while at the same time holding the House, all bets are off. I wouldn't be surprised if, if seriously, if he's able to hold the House and flip the Senate, I would not be surprised if that uh, presidential exploratory committee uh, is announced mm, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe. But there also be great things for those of us here in uh, my beloved Commonwealth. All right. Uh, maybe you get to retire. Maybe you don't get to retire. There's there's this new analysis out. I don't know if it's good or bad, uh, but there was this uh, retirement rankings that came out. Some some organization. I'm going to let to Carl Carlson explain it. But they 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 examine all the retirement systems around the world. We rank number 22 out of 47 countries. That's a C plus. Carl, you were one of those A plus students, weren't you? <laughs> I might have been, yeah. Yeah, you might have been. Yeah, we know. Come on, you were always at the uh, <laughs> the top of the class. So you're looking at the C plus that the United States ranked up, and what are you thinking? Can we can we improve on that? Why why do we get such a low ranking? I'm not feeling too good about that no. C plus. Uh oh, that's and man, I got news for you, man. Bad news. Yeah, even if we were graded on a curve, no. No, I don't want to see plus. I want... so, so, so why why are we there? Why are we at number twenty two out of uh, forty seven developed countries around the world? Let's get what gives two. I think there's a couple factors. One is our social security system. Uh, so they look at that. They look at pensions. They look at government programs, and the the Social Security is right now projected to not have enough money to pay what has been promised in by 2020, 2033, 2033. So that was an issue. Yeah. Uh, hopefully Congress will do something to fix that. But, you know, that's we've known that's coming for at least 10 years. Yep. So uh, that's one. Another one was the 401 savings in 401ks is lower than other retirement systems in these other these other countries. That's the oh. personal side a little bit. Okay. And uh, so folks just don't have as much in their retirement plans and their IRAs as in these other countries that beat us. Mm-hmm. And uh, then also how many people have access to 401k type savings plans and in the US right now that's only one in four which seemed a little low to me as well yeah. one in four people don't have any access to some type of a 401k plan and one that offers auto enrollment huh. 
come? That's a that's a key. That's okay. a key phrase right there. Auto enrollment. Be- yeah. Now they did they had did come out with uh, some new laws recently in the U.S. that is starting to promote that auto enrollment and where a company can just sign you up and right off the bat you're putting in a certain percentage of your salary into the 401k even without you asking. So it's uh, you can say no. I see you did that. I don't want that. So they're not forcing it. But most people, 1%, 2%, 3%, you know, they're not going to notice it. So if the company just starts right out doing it, uh, kind of helps that person save for retirement because you've never, you never see that money. So you don't, you're not missing it. Mm-hmm. It just, and then they, uh, they also now in the U.S., we do have another added thing, which is they can actually increase it by 1% every year automatically. So that's good, but those things have just started, and, um, you know, it's going to take a while for all these 401Ks to get that to actually be working for folks. Yeah. So there you go. And then I think also uh, inflation and rising interest rates might have been a part of that. Well, now you talk about Social Security running out of money by 2033, and we've heard, look, you and I have heard for probably a couple of decades, others maybe have only heard it for a couple of years, but there is a Social Security lockbox, Carl. There's an actual lockbox, and it's it's locked. And every once in a while, Congress goes into the lockbox, and they, yeah, you know, they take a couple of bucks out. Just it's it's walking around money, but they put a real, honest to goodness IOU right back in the lockbox. So I have to say to you, Mr. Carlson, what could possibly go wrong? That could be another reason why it's a C plus, yeah, Jeff, and not not yeah. an A. Yeah. <laughs> That's weak. That's a weakness in the system. You know what happened was uh, way back when Social Security started, there were a lot more people paying into the system. Right. And uh, so that's that FICA tax that we all have withheld out of our payroll. A big part of that Mm -hmm. is Social Security. And uh, so everybody was having all this taken out. It was going into the fund, the lockbox. Yep. So that way down the road... If the if the opposite ever started to happen, where more people were drawing Social Security than people putting in, they would have money in the lockbox to uh, fund that discrepancy at least for a while. Yeah. And uh, so that's why they're saying, well, 2033, there's no more money left in there, and that's provided the IOUs are paid back. <laughs> I want the same system. Yeah. I want a lockbox for Christmas, Carl, that uh, I can just reach into, take out money anytime I want, and scribble on the back of a cocktail napkin. Oh, yeah, yeah, not to worry. Um, I will put it back. My, if I ran the numbers, I think it started, I was it, like 20 or 25 Americans working uh, to provide for each person who was drawing Social Security. And we're at the point now where... Essentially, you are going to know the one person who's working to pay you. So you might as well be nice to them at this point, right? Yeah, that's right. It's uh, taken taken a major change. It's taken a major change. More people are going to be 
retired and over the age of 65, a lot more than people joining the workforce. So yeah. Yeah. that's, that's uh, rocking the system. Probably all the things that are going on with the Social Security system, I think they need to uh, change the name of it to Social Insecurity. Oh, God. So, so what do you do? I, I mean, I, I work with uh, Carlson Financial, with, with you, with Sean. And so I've, I've got a taste of this. Uh, but for folks who maybe don't, and, and they've heard me talk about Carlson Financial, they, they've heard me say right up front, look, uh, I, I trust you, Carl. I trust your team. The, uh, the future, it's not just mine. Uh, it's the future of my family. It's, the, it's, it's Julia's future moving forward. So I, I've got tremendous trust in you guys. But, but give everybody just a, a sneak peek what they, they might do as they're working with you or your team. So one of the key things that you need to do is you need to build your own retirement income plan. How am I going to get my income and make sure I have it secure and locked in? so that I know I'm going to get that income no matter what happens. And you almost have to build your own pension to take the place of uh, Social Security in case we don't have it. And a lot of people, so used to be we all had defined, there was a defined benefit plans, that's a yes. pension. Yes. You knew what you were going to get paid. Now it all switched to defined contribution plans. You know how much you're putting in, but now nobody knows how much they're getting out. Yeah. So that's where the planning has to come into place. You have to build your own pension out of everything that's in that 401k and IRAs and figure out how to design that to get the income, make mm-hmm. it good and safe and guaranteed, and also get the growth. We're all yes. to cover for all this inflation yep. that we're uh, seeing going down the road. So we've got ways of doing that. All right. Now, by the way, I uh, just in case anybody cares, for the record, I really like that defined benefit thing. Gosh, that seemed really nifty, but uh, uh, no more. So uh, <laughs> That's right. I, I know those are things that uh, uh, you'll be talking about tonight and tomorrow at Dover Hall. Those those events, I know, are all sold out. But coming up in December, I sold out. All the seats are taken because there's never a fee for these. But uh, coming up in December, uh, you and the team are going to be uh, entertaining folks. It's Tuesday, December the 5th, Wednesday, December the 6th at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse down in Midlothian. Great location. Heidi and I were, well, we weren't there for dinner, but we did drive by. And I, we, we know exactly where it is. I mean, it's... <laughs> It is a great place, though. Yep. So how do people get tickets, Carl? Well, they can reach out to us at carlsonfinancial.com or uh, 844-CARLSON. Give us a call. We'll get you signed up to come and uh, learn some of these ways. We're going to be talking about how do we deal with these issues to make sure that we have that income we need once we're retired and that we still have the growth we need on our investments so that we're taken care of for the future and for those of for those of us that also want to maybe leave something behind for our kids or uh charities when we go i love it carl i always appreciate you being here my friend that is carl carlson from carlson financial 844 carlson 
844-CARLSON or online, carlsonfinancial.com, carlsonfinancial.com. Again, next dinners are going to be at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. That's uh, down in Midlothian. December the 5th, that's a Tuesday, and the following Wednesday, December the 6th. 445, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Four fifty two, Jeff Gantz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Monday. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, there we go. What can I tell you? What can I tell you? It's a day before the elections. Tomorrow, some of us will go to vote. Tomorrow, some of us will say, huh, I already voted. Okay. Then what? Well, then you're going to wait for... (laughs) You are going to wait for a lovely, lovely, Victory party? I hope so. I really do. I really, really do. Or are you going to be a, uh, you know, crying in your beer? I don't know. I don't know. All I can tell you is that the election is really legitimately very, very, very important. Very important. And it is going to either portend really good things or really bad things. Some of these are statewide issues. Some of these are county by county. We've paid attention like, well, like never before to the races for Commonwealth's attorney here in Central Virginia. Why? Well, because in my opinion, a few counties have really bad CAs. And those incumbent CAs, again, in my opinion, need to be replaced. What's interesting to me, and I share this with you, I've got great friends on on both sides of some of these races. Not in Henrico, but in Goochland and in Chesterfield. And there have been some interesting discussions I've had, but... Uh, For each of these elections, for Commonwealth's attorney, whether it's Chesterfield or Goochland or Henrico, what have I said? I go back to those people who work day in and day out with those CAs in their offices. And I know there's always, always headbutting that goes on. It's just part of the process. It's not a bad part of the process. Let me be clear on this. Because on the one hand, you've got uh, police officers, deputy sheriffs who say, man, I busted this person. Boy, we got we got we, we nailed him. And you've got the Commonwealth's attorney that says, well, let's take a look at what we've got as far as evidence. Let's see what we've got. And many times the prosecutor, it could be the CA, uh, it, it could be the U.S. attorney if you're in the federal system, says, nah, you know what? Yeah, I think you've got him for this, but I don't think you've got him for that. Uh, no, I, I don't want to move forward with that part of the prosecution. And there's argument, push and pull, and, and sometimes you're able to convince the prosecutor. You say, no, no, no. And they go, okay, you know, I didn't see that. Or it's the other way around. Or 
everybody's angry or everybody's but but that's just part of the process so when i tell you that law enforcement officers in chesterfield law enforcement officers in goochland and law enforcement officers in henrico have said the current ca is not doing a good job the folks running against the current CA would do a better job, would make our county safer. Well, you know what? I listen to them. I don't listen to politicians. I don't listen to political consultants. I don't listen to activists. I don't listen to crybabies at all. I listen to those people who are doing the job every single solitary day. Everyone. Every single one. Anyway. Coming up at uh, 535, Erin Barr is going to be with us. She is one of those folks running against an incumbent. She is running for Commonwealth's attorney down in Chesterfield County. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., my friend John Reed is going to be here. Please make sure that you are here for that. It is 457, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Monday. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I was doing everything possible to pump it up, self high fives, but it's Monday. The upside is this. We're almost done with all the election stuff. I don't know about you. I am so anxious to get back to just some regular radio not focused exclusively on the elections and the campaigns. And, and, and look, we, we're not focused exclusively on it, but you and I get this is really important stuff. It is what makes us different from anything else you might find, uh, say, on the radio. Right? I, I have friends who work in music radio. They're very nice people. But the reality is it's, it's mind-numbing. It is not designed for important things. It's not designed for discussion of important issues. It's designed so that you don't pay attention to those things. That's why it's always like 72 and sunny on a music radio station. And here, we got to tell you, we got lousy rain or there's a there's a frost warning or or it's snowy or whatever it is. We, We just have to tell you the truth. Sometimes it's nice and sometimes it's not, but it's the truth. But we do have some fun every once in a while. And, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. We get through this. I think a lot of us are then beginning to think, aha, Thanksgiving. We are in that situation in the, uh, in the Katz family where both of our boys are at school. They're at college. And uh, they'll be coming home, which is great. But I don't know... I don't know. I mean, I just don't know. It's just kind of a weird sort of a feeling. That's all I'm going to say. And I was really, in many ways, um, introduced to the empty nest sort of situation, having having thoroughly grown up adult kids on Saturday. Now, we're in a weird place, and you know this. Uh, We've got Julia. I I mean, believe me, it's not like we, we don't want Julia. Julia presents a very, very, very special set of challenges. So we we are in many ways, quote, 
empty nesters, but not really empty nesters. We're always going to have Julia. And Julia, no matter how old she is chronologically, Julia is always going to be 18 months old developmentally. So it's, it's, it's like having uh, a toddler forever. And sometimes that's nice. And sometimes it's a real pain, just, just to be blunt with you. So like uh, yesterday, I'm down in Henrico, and I run into Tom Leonard. Now, Tom and Karen and Heidi and I are like actually friends. And not, you know, not just like, oh, we're Facebook friends or we're, you know, you know, we're like friends. You know, we like each other. We, we hang out, blah, 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 blah. So he says, hey, why don't you and Heidi come over to the house today? And I said, oh, I'd love to. Uh, make no mistake. I would absolutely positively love to be able to pick up the phone and say, hey, Heidi, listen, we're going to go over to Tom and Karen's place. Because, because in addition to great conversation and fun, let me tell you, you're having dinner with Tom Leonard you're having great food. Make no mistake about it. But we can't do that. Right? Because if I call up Heidi and say, hey, Tom said, why don't we come over to their house? It's good. Okay, so, so what are we going to do with Julia? Because we can't take Julia. I mean, it, that's just the reality. We can't. Uh, she's not going to sit in a chair. She's not going to be part of this. She's going to roam around. And, and it's, it's, not, it's just not conducive to having her there. And we cannot get a, quote, babysitter on short notice for somebody like Julia. So we've always got that. But that wasn't the introduction to this having adult kids. That was Saturday. So Joe, as you know, I think you know, I've, I've shared it with you enough, is up in uh, Ithaca, New York, at Ithaca College. And he'll be back in, I think it's two weeks. I think it's the fifth. No, maybe it's next week he comes back. Whatever it is, he's coming back in a, in a relatively short period of time so that's going to be great and joe is joe joe is like uh, mr social joe cool everything's fine whatever it is everything's fine joe always wants everybody to be happy and he's got this real dry sense of humor that sometimes you think wow you just sliced and diced and they didn't even know that's good dude that's that wow and harry harry is finishing up at Stanford. But this quarter or two quarters, whatever it is, from from September through Christmas, he's in this program called Stanford in D.C., which is not surprisingly a whole bunch of Stanford students up in D.C. And they all have full time jobs. He's working in the U.S. Senate full time, plus carrying a full course load. So, I'm mean, you know, he's a smart kid. He really is. He's a smart guy. Um but we had thought, Heidi and I had thought, wow, he's not going to be 3,000 miles away in, in, the, in Palo Alto this time. He's, he's like right up the road, you know, 90 minutes, two hours, depending on traffic. We'd hop on the train. He could hop on the train. We haven't seen him since he's been up there. And then Saturday, he sends, he sends me a note. Oh, no, Friday he sends me a note. He says, hey, guess what? I'm going to be down in Richmond on Saturday. Oh, that's fantastic. It's going to be great. I told Heidi, and we got all excited. We said, oh, great. So, so wait, you know, when are you going to drop by? Oh, I, I can't. I, I can't. I can't. I can't drop by. What do you mean? No, you know, it's, it's the whole Stanford and Washington program. And Stanford being Stanford, because 
lot of things Stanford has in addition to smart kids. It's uh, it's it's a lot of money. They got billions of dollars in endowments. So they rented apparently some motor coach, and Harry and the other uh, Stanford and Washington folks were traveling the state this past weekend, going to different political events and and meeting with political leaders around the state. And I thought, well, how cool is that? So Saturday morning, you know where he is? He and his crew were meeting with Doug Wilder, the former governor of Virginia. And he he said to me, hey, uh, can you reach out to Governor Wilder? You know, maybe he can, like, pick me out of the crowd and say... (laughs) or something i'm not i'm not calling in that sort of a favor from the gov i love the gov but i'm not going to put him on the spot for that but you know what happened i found out because governor wilder is like i don't know five of the smartest people that i know no maybe six yeah six of the smartest people that i know he figured out because they had given him a list of who was part of the stanford and washington stuff and he figured out oh harry katz from such and such that's jeff's son and sure enough, he, he, he made like, a, I don't know if he said hello, whatever it was, it, it made Harry's day. And the other Stanford and Washington folks were like, wow, how cool is that? I guess your dad really does know Governor Wilder. And I said, well, that's great. I'm glad to hear this. But, but are you going to drop by? And he's, no, no, no. We're, you know, we're on this motor coach and we're traveling around the state. Well, where was his next stop? Chesterfield. At the event for Governor Yunkin down in Chesterfield and he was there but he didn't make it home I mean nothing bad happened they just they got back on the motor coach and I don't know where they went I think they went to Roanoke after that and uh, I, I I actually said to Harry I said you know instead of renting the motor coach you guys should have asked Governor Yunkin if you could just ride on his bus you know the whole spirit of Virginia bus because that that's everywhere but I just realized, heading into Thanksgiving, just how fleeting all of this is. All of it, every single part of it, is is, is just going by like laser speed. And, and it doesn't seem like it while it's happening, right? But then you get to that point, you go, wow. Geez, he's, he's, he's grown up. I mean, he still asks me ridiculous questions like, where do you find this form and how do you pay for stuff? And, oh, uh, you don't mind still paying for my Uber, whatever. But other than that, you know, he's grown up. So we've got a limited time. And I, I, I don't know. I just kind of went off on this tangent. I know, but it's it, it, it's why there are other important things that are happening in addition to elections. But elections impact all of this stuff. You want to have a good time with your kids. You want your kids to grow up in a great place. You got to pay attention to who's running for office. You've got to deal with people who say, hey, I I am looking into the future and I've got a couple of ideas here that are going to make things better for you and your kids. And you've got to listen to them. And safety is vital. And that is why I have paid especially close attention, focused your attention on the races for CA in Chesterfield, Goochland, and Henrico. And we will, uh, I guess, sort of put a wrap on that at 535, all right? Uh, Aaron Barr, who is an independent candidate running for Commonwealth's attorney, is going to be with us. Oh, and I know, I know, I know, she used to be a Democrat. She's she's discussed that on the air many times, but I know that's one of the knocks on her. She used to be a Democrat, Jeff. And there are people whose opinions I respect, I should tell you that, who said, Jeff, she donated $856 to the Virginia Democrats. 
Okay. Well, I wouldn't have, and I think that's that's wrong. It's a terrible use of your money, but I think you're allowed to do that. And even with that in place, uh, I still think she's the better candidate. I really do. I really do. And, and that whole thing, well, she used to be a Democrat. Well, I'm sitting here, and I used to be a Democrat, and I'm looking up on my wall. I got a big framed photo of Ronald Reagan. Guess what? He used to be a Democrat. 515 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 535 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Monday. It is the day before the election. Uh, all of the early voting has concluded. What was it? it was Saturday was the last day for the early voting. Some people are uh, mailing in ballots. We were chatting with uh, Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears the other day, and she told us, hey, I've been carrying around this ballot since September. I just hope she remembered to mail it. That's all I got to say. I really do. I hope she remembered to mail it. Uh, you and I, for the last, uh, well, the last few months anyway, have been really focused on some local elections that we've decided are very important. Elections that many times get kind of overlooked. And one of them is the race for Commonwealth's attorney. This is, in my opinion, uh, the most important constitutional office in most counties. Not all, but in most counties. Who's going to be prosecuted for a crime? Who's not going to be prosecuted for a crime? And Chesterfield County has a very, very interesting race going on. There's an independent running, uh, Erin Barr, and I'm happy to say that uh, she is joining us. Uh, Erin, thank you for being here. Thank you, Jeff, for having me again, and, and happy eve before Election Day. Yes, I think people, whether uh, whether they are candidates or voters, are going to be very happy when this is all over, whether they win or lose. That's it. We're done. We're, we'll move on with some other stuff, get ready for Thanksgiving. But uh, I've been getting a lot of reports back, Aaron, about people running into you, uh, I guess, at the Chesterfield County Courthouse, where people are going to do early voting in person and then out in the community. So you have really been traversing uh, Chesterfield County as you're running for CA. I have really been trying to get out there um I've had volunteers and myself as much as I could be out there whenever my court schedule allowed at early voting and at the libraries when we opened up libraries two weeks ago. And I'll tell you, that's really been my favorite part of campaigning is getting to talk to people, um, you know, answering questions, having discussions with people. It's been really, really neat just to be out in the community. Yeah, you are someone, I think, who has advanced uh, the idea that law enforcement and Commonwealth's attorneys ought to be working together as best they can. And that, of course, has been a huge problem for the CA's office in Chesterfield these last four years. Yes, it definitely has been. Um, and it's been sad to see, you know, we've talked about I worked in Chesterfield for 10 years. Um, was hired by Billy Davenport in, in 2010 and then stayed there actually through the beginning of Stacey Davenport's um, administration and left because I disagreed with some things. Um, but through my tenure there, um, we always worked so closely with law enforcement um, and had that rapport with each other. I think you were talking about before today, um, you know, sometimes you're not going to agree on how things should be handled or cases should be handled, but you certainly have the respect for one another to sit down and talk and communicate and make sure that together you're making the best decision for victims and for the community. Everyone who has ever made an arrest 
at some point has had an interaction with a Commonwealth's attorney, district attorney, state's attorney, U.S. attorney, whatever the title is, where they thought, mm, I don't know, uh, I don't think you're prosecuting this the right way. And I, I may yep. be going out on a limb here, but I got to think that every uh, assistant CA has thought, oh, come on, we're not bringing those charges, right? <laughs> yes, and I will tell you, when I started prosecuting in June of 2010, um, my dad, who was with the state police, retired from the state police, wrote me kind of a Ten Commandments of what he, you know, thought, you know, advice for, for becoming a new prosecutor. Yeah. And one of those things was make sure that you are communicating with law enforcement. Again, out of respect, you're not going to agree, but at least take the time to say, I'm handling this case this way because, or do you have any feedback on how we should handle this case? Do you have any background that I should know um, before I make a decision? That was one thing he taught me very early on. Well, I would say that's probably sage advice from the uh, from the trooper bar. There. That's, <laughs> that's good advice there. Hey, uh, talk a little bit as we're talking about law enforcement. Uh, Aaron Barr is joining us. Aaron is an independent running for Commonwealth's attorney in Chesterfield County. Uh, you were endorsed by the Chesterfield County Fraternal Order of Police Lodge, which, at least to my way of thinking, is a huge, huge endorsement. Do you feel the same? Oh, way? it's. That has been one of the honors of this campaign um, is being endorsed by the Fraternal Order of Police. Um, you know, they only came out with three endorsements this year for the local races in Chesterfield. Sheriff Carl Leonard um, was one of them, Kevin Carroll for the Board of Supervisors, and then myself for the Commonwealth Attorney's Office. The other reason it has been so meaningful, besides the, you know, the fact that it's law enforcement, my father was with law enforcement, is that they actually endorsed Stacey Davenport in 2019 and supported her in that race. And then after having worked with her and seen kind of her track record over the last four years, they have now endorsed me, um, which I really respect that they took the time um, to sit down and talk to me, to invite me in, to speak to them, um, and that I was able to come and, and you know, talk to them about, about my history and how I prosecute and meet the people I didn't know. Um, and I, I, I'm really thankful that they have endorsed me. I think it is a, a huge, huge vote of confidence. I think it's also telling that uh, your opponent is is a member of that FOP well, Lodge, and they so still I, didn't vote. I don't, well, I don't, I don't want to speak for the FOP, but my understanding is she has resigned now. Oh, um, oh okay. Yes. So I think last time we talked, she was a member when they issued the endorsement for me. Um, but I, I believe she's actually resigned, which uh, well, is a disappointment, right? She's the elected yeah. Commonwealth attorney, yeah. and, and she can't, you know, she can't even, uh, you know, sit down with the Fraternal Order of Police. It's, it, it is telling. It is really, really telling. I, I want to focus on, on some of the positive things, Erin. I mean, the, uh, the mismanagement and the, the legacy of that office for the last four years, I think, is out there. We know how it functioned when Billy Davenport was Commonwealth's attorney, and he also has endorsed you, has he not? Yes, yes. And I, again, Billy has been checking in on me through this process. Um, he was the one that I was blessed to be hired into his office and trained, you know, under his administration to prosecute. And he has endorsed me again, has only endorsed three people in this race, Sheriff Carl Leonard, Erica Baez for clerk of court, and then myself for, for Commonwealth attorney. Billy is one of the most Commonwealth, one of the most respected Commonwealth attorneys throughout the, I'd say the history of the state of Virginia. So yes. to have his support endorsement and prayer and, and, you know, um, push in in this race has been a real blessing also so 
what's going to be different if Aaron Barr is successful tomorrow? If you win and uh, January the first, I guess it is, you'd be sworn in as the Commonwealth's mm-hmm. attorney for Chesterfield County. What would be different as we move forward in twenty twenty four? Um, uh, so a couple of the first priorities are setting the tone that the office is about public service, right? It's not about politics. It's not about political parties. It's not about appearances. It's not about who somebody is when they come in the courtroom. It's about public service and doing the right thing, um, making sure, paying attention to the facts and the laws that, that justice is being done. And then the second prior- priority, equally as important, is rebuilding the relationships Law enforcement is a huge one. I mean, that's our number one partner as a Commonwealth attorney's office. Um, But we also need to rebuild relationships around the courthouse. I hear, you know, complaints out of the clerk's offices and the judge's chambers and then the greater county area, the Child Advocacy Center, Department of Social Services, that there's just not that relationship that prosecutors need and that those agencies need so that we can all work together to make sure um, our community is safe and our, our members are being served as they should. Mm-hmm. And then we can't forget about community organizations that are also doing that work, um, recovery, reentry, victim advocacy organizations. So that's going to be a re- real priority that we're, we are rebuilding those relationships with both county stakeholders, um, government stakeholders, as well as the community stakeholders. You know, Aaron, you talk about uh, reentry and rehab, and this is one of those things that uh, has really developed throughout the years. And and, and I have to pay tribute to uh, Sheriff Carl Leonard in Chesterfield County. Yeah. He he has been at the forefront. I mean, national attention. Uh, there are many of us. I don't know if your dad would go along with this during his time as a as a trooper, but there were many of us who used to have the attitude of. Hmm. Cuff them and stuff them. Now, somebody else's yeah. problem, you know what I mean? Wall works. I don't know. I'm, go, I'm, I'm, I'm done at the end of the shift. The reality is you and I both know uh, the vast majority of people who ever go away are coming back. And there are some issues, substance abuse issues in particular, that can be addressed in ways that are, are not incarceration, that have alternative uh, programs, or address them while they're a guest of the county or a guest of the Commonwealth. But you got to help people get clean and stay clean so that when they do come back, they're, they're, they're decent part of society. You're exactly right. And you're exactly right that Sheriff Leonard has been one of the, you know, leaders in the forefront of that. Um, my philosophy prosecuting, I've told, you know, people I've met at the polls, people throughout my career, this is if it is a violent crime and someone is a, uh, is a hazard to community safety or, or danger to the community, um, then they need to be separated from the community. We need to lock them up, and I will—I have no problem advocating for those people to be incarcerated for as long as possible. A lot of other crime, the nonviolent crime we see, is driven by substance abuse issues, mental health issues, maybe trauma, past trauma, childhood trauma issues. And that, if we lock them up, they're coming out, like you said. We, ju- we need to make sure they're coming out better off so that we're not just a revolving door in the courthouse, right? Um, So Carl Leonard has been, you know, at the forefront of trying to get, or I mean, his program in HARP is an amazing program, getting treatment into the jail so that people are better set up when they re-enter the community um, to be productive members of the community. They're healthier. um, They have the services um, and resources that they need. Uh, Aaron, for those who have not voted yet, and I know everybody's been 
beat the heck out of people about early voting, but there's still people who go and vote and will go to their polling places tomorrow. If they are looking at the race for Commonwealth's attorney, perhaps they've heard Aaron Barr here. Perhaps they've heard something else, but they want to learn more. What's the best way for them to do that? Um, AaronBarr4CA.com. Um, okay. There's an email on there. There's information on there. Feel free to reach out. Um, to me at Aaron at AaronBarforCA.com, and I answer my emails. I'll answer any questions that you have. Um, or uh, we'll have volunteers at the polls that can get in touch with me if you have questions when you when you get to the polls. Fair enough. Well, Aaron, I'm going to say this. Four years ago, uh, I sat here and said, I don't live in Chesterfield, so I don't have a vote in this. But if I did vote, uh, <laughs> I would be voting... Uh, for the person who is currently Commonwealth's attorney. Four years later, I will say, I don't live in Chesterfield, and I don't have a vote, but if I lived in Chesterfield, I would be voting for Aaron Barr for Commonwealth's attorney. Thank you, Jeff. It's It's been an honor to have your support, too, and I, I don't take that lightly, so I, I'm, I'm really honored. Well, I appreciate you being here. Best of luck. That is Aaron Barr. Aaron Barr is the independent candidate for Commonwealth's attorney down in Chesterfield. AaronBarr4CA.com. If you want to learn more, AaronBarr4CA.com. And just so you know, we have once again asked the incumbent Commonwealth's attorney to join us. We've done this every time for the last, what, two and a half years. And every time the response has been no. Okay. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 551, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRV. I, I don't know about you, I am so ready to talk about other stuff. I really am. I don't know about you, I've been following Big Brother. I love Big Brother. It's like my uh, my summer guilty pleasure, except now here we are almost at Thanksgiving. They they extended the time on it. And don't tell me who got what, what Jag did the other night, because Heidi and I haven't watched it yet. I I just got an invite. Listen, I, I have to be uh, right up front with you. Uh, John and I got yelled at in an email from our, our boss because we're not available for some meeting he's having. Why don't you guys put this stuff on your calendar? I don't think, but I did. I, I really did because I actually got another note that said, hey, I just got this. What's the deal? So. But then we got this invite, and I just texted John. Is this right? Invited to some meeting in somewhere else, some luxury hotel? And John and I are going back and forth going, oh, it's got to be a mistake. But we're thinking it'd be really cool if it were. Like, if you, all kidding aside, let's say you're on this email thing, and your boss says, okay, you've been invited to a meeting at this luxury hotel someplace like hours away from here in a resort town is he allowed to say oh it was a mistake i say no 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 seriously i say no i say he's got to come through on it that that whether it was a mistake or not and i'm sure it was that whether it was a mistake or not he has to make it good he's got to say all right john all right jeff i didn't mean to invite you to this meeting on a sunday at this luxury hotel in this resort town. But since I invited you, you still get to go. That's I, I, I'll let you know how this all works out. I mean, if I'm not here tomorrow, you know it didn't work out all that well. But uh, I, 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 I want to know. I think he's got to. Uh, maybe John will have some insight to, 
tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Make sure you're listening to John tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a long day, especially for John, me. Eh. But for him, it's a long day because you and I are going to get together along with John tomorrow from 7 till 10 in the evening to uh, analyze the results, talk about who won, who lost, how's it, how is it going, who's the... Uh, uh, the state delegate, who is the state senator, did we hold the House and flip the Senate, blah, 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 blah. But all that's very important stuff. All of that is very important stuff. Uh, I, I've got just enough time here. I need to play you, I hate to do this, but I, I have to play you a little piece of Bernie Sanders. Cut number two. People, I know you know the definition of genocide. It is defined as a crime committed with intent to destroy a national, ethnic, racial, or religious group. Do you think that's what Israel is doing here? What's going on right now is a horror show. We don't have to quibble about words. Thousands of men, women, and children are being killed. It has got to end right now. And one of the things that concerns me, Donna, is there has not been enough talk about what right-wing Republicans are doing right now. They don't want any aid to go to the Palestinians. Somebody should be talking about that. Somebody should be talking about how Trump wants to expel Palestinians from this country. So it's, you know, you can disagree with Joe Biden, but on his worst day, he'll be 100 times better so, than where Trump and the right-wing Republicans So you think that Rashida Tlaib should save her ire for, for Trump and the right-wing well, and not Rashida her Tlaib, fellow Democrat? Rashida is a friend of mine. Her family comes from Palestine. I think she's been shaken, as all of us are, about what goes on, is going on right there, right now. Yeah, and we have to address that humanitarian crisis. But if anyone thinks that Trump is going to be better than Biden on this issue or any other issue for that matter, I think they are sorely mistaken. I'm going to teach you a Yiddish word, my friends, Shonda. Shonda is the Yiddish word for disgrace. And Bernie Sanders is a disgrace. Bernie Sanders is absolutely one of the worst human beings I've ever encountered. The idea that he is siding with Hamas against Israel is disgusting on every single solitary level, but it is compounded because Bernie Sanders is Jewish. I am appalled. I am repulsed. I am disgusted. And Bernie Sanders is a Shonda, a disgrace. <sighs> Tomorrow morning. 6 a.m., my friend John Reed will be here. I hope you'll be listening to John. If you have not participated in early voting, tomorrow is the day. Uh, you know what I think. You know about many of the candidates. We've had many of the candidates on this program. John's had even more on his program. Uh, go out and you do the right thing. That's all. You, uh, you vote uh, in the way that you fervently believe, fervently believe, is best for our beloved commonwealth have a fantastic evening god willing you and i get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow starting at three jeff katz news radio wrva adios and